Hello, this is D.B. Richards from the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, and this season is dedicated to Bill Palmarino. Rest in peace, my friend. Welcome, everybody, to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet referee, Dave Keener. All-time classic. This is wrestling. (laughs) You don't understand. I got a whole big cup of coffee today because I was so... We got in late last night. Can I call you the... My coffee, Brian Swiker. No. Oh, damn. I tried. I mean, the after party last night was amazing. Yeah, that was a nice party. I got lost. Yeah, you just walked around the entire bar. Dude, I love calling it Chicken Pot Pie, Virginia. Shut up. It's Chickatee, Virginia, okay? Why is the street called Chicken Whatever Road? Can you tell our listeners where we were at last night? Yeah, Chicken Pot Pie, Virginia. What company? Oh, Eastern Shore Pro Wrestling. Okay, thank you. It's Chickatee, by the way. No, chicken. Okay. Okay. Well, you do know we have a guest today. Oh, we do. Yeah, we do. We have so we have somebody from South Jersey. Um, she is one half of the Beauty and the Beast Slayers. Um, she is a Twitch content creator, Ooh. comedy writer. Um, you've seen her at Susquehanna Wrestling Organization, Cosplay Wrestling, One CW, Backbreakers Entertainment, Super Fight Wrestling, and Excellence Wrestling. So please welcome Kimberly Ferret. Hello. Just clap. There you go. Ah, uh, oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Oh, that's that's nice, dude. I do content too. I play you. I'm playing on YouTube Connect Four. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know our our uh, guest today. She's also a Pokemon fan as well too. Oh, you like Pokemon? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> See, a little bit. So. Yeah, I mostly wear Pokemon shirts to the ring. Um, oh, that's kind of cool. My like the hood that I wear to the ring to kind of mimic Zach Belmont. He's got like a, a black hood he wears with Baphomet and other symbols on it. Mine's just a Gengar hood. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. That's still awesome. Exactly. I should come out like He-Man or G.I. Joe and be like, huh. So we're going to have some fun today. We got a lot of, que- we got a few questions here to ask you and all. Um, so our first question is your origin story. So tell, tell our fans, you know, our listeners. Oh, my origin story. Not your mm-hmm. origin story. Oh. Her origin story. Oh, we can do that. So oh, tell, right. tell everybody, you know, how'd you, you know, how'd you get in wrestling? How'd you get into business? Where you trained? Stuff like that. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, So I got into wrestling when I was a kid. Uh, My aunt, my mom's sisters would come over every Monday night during the Monday Night Wars and uh, my cousin and I we would just go off and watch wrestling in another room while they were all like having coffee and cake and stuff um, and we would just we'd watch wrestling we'd wrestle a bit ourselves um, I think that's where I took my first choke slam um, and uh, yeah I was really into it I was into the, the theatrics and everything I really liked The Undertaker and Golda um, yeah, and, awesome. yeah definitely so I was super into it um, and then like you know a bunch of years passed like they, they kind of stopped having you know, get togethers on Monday nights or, uh, and I didn't know what wrestling, I don't know what channel wrestling was on. So I was just like, Oh, I guess I'm not watching wrestling anymore. Darn. But then years later I'm flipping through channels and I find like SmackDown or something. And I hear like one of the commentators are like, Oh, shush, it's the undertaker. He's doing a backstage vignette and he looks nothing like the undertaker. I knew he's like, he's the American badass now. It's like 2001 or something or 2002. And I'm like, wait, that's the undertaker. What happened? So I just kept watching and uh you know made a note of what channel it was on so i kept watching um and i got back into it like in full swing i was in like seventh grade i think and i was like well i'm gonna be a wrestler when i grow up and i was like super like into you know exercising and training and stuff like that um i was looking into like where i could learn to be a wrestler when i was older and when i was younger i think 
think the Monster Factory was really the only place in town. Yeah. Um, that and like, you know, OVW, other places. Like, I would be on Gerwack.net like all the time, like learning everything I could and reading all the articles and stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, my parents weren't going for it. They were like, we're not, you're not, we're not taking you to go be a wrestler, <laughs> go to college. Um, so I did skip, skip, skip. I got like two degrees. Um, and then uh, I'm 27 and my aunt started dating, like, dating an indie wrestler and he invited us out to one of his shows and I was like, oh, I can absolutely do this. <laughs> this is a thing I can obtain now. So uh, a couple months later, I started training and that was like 2016. Um, and uh, let's see, trying to get my history right here. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. I do it. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I just, I trained with that guy for like six months or so. Uh, we parted ways. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it, it got strange. Like he and my aunt broke up for reasons mm. and they didn't even tell me because they were worried it would like interfere with my wrestling practice and stuff. And I was like, why would it? But <laughs> um, but eventually we parted ways and I was like, well, I got to find a new wrestling school now. And I was looking at like Chikara. I was looking at, um, oh, where else? It was down to like two schools. But okay. then like uh, my friend, Mike Goldstein, um, he recommended that I start training with Ken Andrews okay. uh, up at Dungeon. Um, so we started doing that. Um, it was a lot cheaper than Chikara. And uh, let's see, lost my entire train of thought. Oh, this happened. Okay. <laughs> I do edit, so you're all good. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. It almost like my thoughts are like complete <laughs> and cohesive. Um but yeah, that's that's where I got the rest of my training. Um, I also like you know went to seminars when I could and yeah. uh, learned from you know whoever really showed up. Um, and uh, meanwhile, I was uh, managing you know Mike Goldstein. I was managing Next Gen at SWO. Okay, uh, Mike's a good guy. Michael, yep. Yeah, Mike. He's, I, I feel like he he rescued me from a bad situation with my old trainer. Gotcha. Uh, like because I was not being trained properly, um, and like people knew, but because the person training me was like the vet of that group they couldn't say anything which drives me nuts that like just because somebody has like seniority in wrestling like they you can't you can't tell them nothing it it's a, a culture yeah it happens a lot in the business yeah we see that all the time and it, it, it sucks like right now like dave's um stepson um he's training over at super crazy and all that and getting mm -hmm. trained by primal fear and he's doing so great he just had his first referee match and oh, it, was, it was awesome to see and they're talking about because he's six two yeah and kids tall you know what i mean they're like he has it we just have to work with him and he might have his first match next year so that'd be kind of cool i can't wait to see him do all that oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah yeah we met M mike goldstein he's a very awesome guy yeah mike is an amazing person yeah <laughs> So you picked a good person. Exactly. Now I read on your Twitter account, um, you say, um, if you don't mind me saying it, um, you're bisexual and pansexual. So as a wrestler in the LGBTQIA plus community, how do you feel as being a wrestler? Um, I I mean it feels good. It feels good that like I can, you know, be out and proud about it. Like it's it's part of why I wear wear like rainbow colored tights and stuff. It's like I started doing that like during Pride Month one year and then just stuck with it. Um and like being out has really helped me like build like a little or be a part of like the lgbt plus community in wrestling like there's like it just it's heartening and it makes me happy seeing how many of us are there are because like you know it, it opens the whole thing up to a lot more fans a lot more people who want to 
wrestle because, like, you know, historically it has not been the friendliest uh, environment for, you know, anyone. Yeah, I I totally understand that. Um, Like, I don't look at anybody by what they are. If you're a good person, I'm going to be supportive. I care about human rights and stuff like that. So if you're a person, I, I really don't care. If you're a good person, I'm going to be nice to you. I'm, I don't care about sex or like what, what's going on. But I have a lot of respect that you came out and it's a lot easier for you. To me, if you saw me, I would talk to you like a person. I wouldn't care. You know what I mean? If you're a good person, I'm awesome with you. And that's why I believe in. Like I love everybody. You gotta love everybody. You know, so I'm the same way. I, I, I judge a person by the character of the personality. Yeah. You know? And I'm all about like what the Beatles say. All we need is love and that's all we care about and that's what we do all we need is love exactly yeah Yeah. like i i usually start from a place of like respect like i don't have to know you you don't have to earn my respect you can easily lose it if you're a jerk or whatever but like you know everybody i meet you know i will shake your hand i'll say hello and you know just i'll start there and if you prove me wrong then it's like okay well i only i'm only a jerk when i play a character when i commentate (laughs) but i'm the nicest person in the world i will give you Candy here. <laughs> Cough drop. I know, but it's still candy. So let's get into our next question. Okay. So I I have pet peeves in this business and I see it all the time. As a fan, a podcaster, I'm watching it. I always see stuff in that I don't like the rainbow clothesline when they like they're going and they go over the person's head. If the person's not gonna duck, just hit them. You know what I mean? I got yeah. I have a new pet peeve as a photographer. It's when wrestlers post your photos and they crop them out of your crop your logo out. I'm very sorry I did that. that yeah. So, I think the only time I've done that was because like the guy that took the photo turned out to be like uh Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we get it's that. Not, not a name I want on a photo of me me like and it, it was bad it's not like oh he's you know i just don't like him as a person no it's no yeah like i i said the same thing like um like i'm not gonna get rid of um all interviews or anything like that if somebody did something wrong i'm still gonna keep them in my list i know <laughs> one referee's not in the business anymore and i'm not gonna delete his podcast because i did it at the time and i'm not gonna get rid of my stuff so it's yeah yeah so, like there's no reason to like retcon it or anything anything because like that's just you know you sat down you had a talk with somebody later on they turned out to be like a certain type of way like as long as they're not like you know saying hateful shit or like damaging shit like in that in that episode or whatever like yeah i gotcha yeah i i don't let that somebody try to do that before to talk bad about somebody and i'm like yeah we don't do this on this podcast sorry bro Um, so do you have any pet peeves in the business? Absolutely. Like I said, it's a really weird culture. Like I, it's, it's not even a joke, but I always like, you know, I laugh about how like when you become a wrestler, they basically unteach you how to be like a person in society. <laughs> like, uh, I also say that wrestlers are some of the like touchiest people like in the world. Cause like they're, they act all tough and stuff. But <laughs> if you like, if they even think, if they even perceive that you disrespected them, they're like, like they will blackball you. They will try to hurt you in the ring. Like it, it, it's really weird. Like the concept of receipts always annoyed me. Um, yeah. Like especially because you know, We're only human, We're only human. Yeah, mistakes mm-hmm. happen in the ring, and usually a lot of people have like a, a one, or, a two or three, you know, shot rule where it's like first one, all right, little stiff. I'm sure it was just an accident, but then like two or three, it's like okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess this person up, which you know, I sort of get, <laughs> but like. Uh, 
uh, I've heard of people taking receipts like a month later and the other person doesn't even know they did anything wrong. It's just somebody told somebody something. So I'm going to kick them in the back of the head. Oh, okay. That's what normal people do. What well-adjusted people do. Yeah. There's one wrestler. We just rip him all the time, but, um, but he got receipt big time and we just kid around with him because of, um, what it it was, it was messed up up in, um, Chad's own company. Um, not sure. Pro wrestling after dark and, Mm -hmm. and red dog was getting chopped like crazy. And like, we just kid with him saying, Hey, when I'm commentating, I'm calling that the, when you chop somebody, that's a fury chop. So I, um, I do that all the time. Just do a little rib to him because dude, I love the dude and he's a good guy and anything he needs, I'm, I'm there to help him. Fantastic wrestler too, by the way. Oh yeah. So I totally understand like there, like other pet peeves, like there's so many no photo credit too, like to the photographers. Like if you're in a good, if you're in a good um, working relationship with a photographer, you know, and you're posting their photos, you know, just give them some photo credit. Cause that's like, to us, that's like our payment in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and it's, it's hard for photographers to like get their name out there and like get work because either there's like, there's always someone who's willing to do it for free or like, yeah, you Brian, know, Brian does it for free. Oh, <laughs> if you ever need any photos done, he can hook you up. <laughs> For now, I'm do- for now, I'm doing for free, but, you know, just to get my name out there. But, you know, at some, at some point, I'll be getting, you know, people will have to pay me. So, oh, yeah. Like, I try to, if someone's, like, doing that for me, if they're taking promo photos for me or, you know, doing an event. Like, I don't run events, so I don't pay anyone, really. But, like, if you if you do photos for me, I'm going to try to compensate you somehow. Like, uh, you know, whether you ask for it or not. Like, hey, do you want a tip or something? Can I Venmo you? Like, you know, just try and make that, like, a norm or a custom. Can I give you a picture? Pokeball. <laughs> I'm gonna catch them all. I'll take a Pokeball. I got a shiny. Do you want to trade shinies? Ooh, there you go. Yeah, Some shinies. I trade all my shinies. <clears throat> I don't need them. I just want to fill up my own Pokemon. I got a, I got a Deoxys on the inter- at an event like a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why shinies are so like, I don't know how that became important to me. They're just like, oh, they're so rare and they're they're a different color. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like the Charizard in shiny, mo- in shiny is amazing. He's like all black. Yeah. That's that really cool. cool. So <clears throat> our next question, best advice you ever received. You know, I'm not going to say who it is, but someone gave me some best advice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Credit character seven six two nine four nine no he's good he's good we're not just saying his name every time so yeah but <laughs> he told me you know <clears throat> be respectful and be humble in the business you know try mm-hmm. to respect everybody even though they don't you know respect you and just be humble that you're at shows you're working you know shaking the wrestler's hands stuff like that you know so that was like mm-hmm. one of the best advice i got from him um so did you ever was well, so what was the best advice you received from somebody um i got two pieces one was one that really helped me like feel like i belonged in wrestling um it was uh i saw an article and it quoted uh ophidian cobra and he said you're you're never too anything to be a wrestler like you're not too big you're not too small you're not too this or that like you know pretty much anyone can do it because i always had issues like you know oh am i not like especially growing up watching wwe the women in wrestling were like really really pretty really you know this or that and i i felt like i wasn't enough of that to be you know successful in wrestling or even get to be a part of it or be considered for it um so you know it it helped me not feel like i was too small or not pretty enough or you know not this or that enough to be a wrestler and i try to i try to pass that on to anyone i can especially if they're feeling like you know maybe i don't belong here you know i don't maybe i don't fit in like i you know i try to pay that forward um the other thing was like uh if you if you don't if you haven't like fleshed out 
a gimmick for yourself yet, just take yourself and turn it up to 11, um, which is basically what uh, Kimberly Spirit eventually became. Like uh, Some of the best and worst qualities I feel I have just turned up to 11. That, that, D- Dave's raising his hand here. <laughs> what is that? He's raising his hand here as that part. You know, he raises his gimmick up to 11. Oh, yeah. Sometimes 15, 17. 15 sometimes. And that shark last night. Okay, leave the shark alone, please. Okay. <laughs> but your your first one, I you know, I totally agree. You know, their business should never be judging anything like that. It's, you know, you judge by your, your skills as a wrestler and as a person in the business, you know? Mm-hmm. I always tell people, it's like, do what you want to do because this is your only life. Have fun. Exactly. And I mean it. Like, it's like, they're, like, people are letting me commentate. So it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have fun. I'm bringing back Bobby Heenan. <laughs> <laughs> I missed yeah. So going into the next, yeah. qu- going to the next, the next question here. We have um, you know, two couple years ago, we had the speak out movement. A lot of people were getting called out. There was qu- quite a few people that we found out, you know, that were on the sex offender list, which is scary because you yeah. know, knew them as like a good person. We thought they were a good person. It was just hard in a, in a way. Yeah. So because like we bring our kids or we bring our nephews and nieces to shows and all that, and then finding out dude or woman or whoever is out there like was stranger danger mm-hmm. so do you think that some promoters and companies should try to do background checks um i mean it, it would not be a bad thing <laughs> I can see why it's not a more widespread practice because like a lot of promotions, honestly, they're, you know, uh, flying by the seat of their pants, you know, barely have enough money for the overhead uh, or even just to, you know, pay the wrestlers. Um, I imagine background checks cost money or, you know, more time than it takes to put together a show. So um, my one thing is I think the state should be doing all that. It should be open record. Um, if somebody wants to look something up, it should be free because yeah. you have to worry about the people that live in that state. So yeah, that. Sure. So this is a state thing. Should be on a license, and if anybody has a um, criminal background or whatever, like the promoter can tell. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. that's my opinion. I think I think that's actually a great idea, especially because you know states like Pennsylvania or Maryland, you know, they want their cut every time someone runs a wrestling show. You pay for it. Same thing in Virginia. Yeah, Virginia's the same way. Yeah, it's like you know, use some of that sweet sweet money you got from you know the promoters and do a background check. They do something worthwhile. Like a lot of us, we don't understand why there's even, you know, the athletic commission is even bothering with wrestling shows. Very true. It's, it's, this world is so messed up because I don't know. (laughs) So our next question is um, called three favorite matches. So it's a double question. Mm -hmm. So here we go. So I want to know what your three favorite matches of all time. And then the second question going into it, I want to know your favorite matches that you've done where the fans can look up on YouTube or whatever, IWTV, whatever is out there. All right. So let's go. Uh, let's go in the first part. Which is what is your th- top three favorite matches of all time? Could be anywhere. I know one of my favorites. I think was uh, Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy. Um, the one where Taker just keeps coming back and beating the shit out of him, and Hardy just keeps getting back up. Okay. And then Taker eventually, like you know, kind of raises his arm. You know, admits that he's you know tough as hell and stuff. And like that, yep. that said a lot to me. Like you know, as someone who would eventually you know be a bit of an underdog and you know it it showed that you could still kind of win even when you lose if that makes sense yeah yeah like you know i've, I've lost a bunch of matches but people still you know they'll give me a hand afterwards like because they they enjoyed it and that means a lot to me i don't it makes me not feel like a loser when i lose hey, um, you're not a loser no yeah. never no. never 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 <laughs> 
it's two people and you're sh- putting a show together. No, never, never. No, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, I, I'm very appreciative of it. That's all. Okay. okay. So number, what's your second favorite match? All time. Um, I love uh, Cesaro versus William Regal. <sighs> I am a big William Regal mark. I love him. I need to watch more of his matches. Like, I, I love William Regal. I'm just like, I don't know, I'm, I'm too lazy right now. <laughs> I'm too distracted right now to like, you know, pull that out of myself. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was such a good story. Um, It was, it was kind of heartwarming because I think, I don't, I don't remember if it was that one where uh, he came out, but somebody in the back played the, uh, the Steven Regal theme. instead man, of man. His- Yeah, yeah. So it was a really good match, like athletically and story wise. Um, The spelling was amazing. Yeah. Oh, God, I want to watch it again after this. Um, Third favorite match. The dog is going. Your dog. Um, that's a tough one. I know. We we like to do tough questions sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It shouldn't be this tough, though. Eh, not really. um, oh 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 like and it's like this may not be great for like all time because i can't remember every match i've watched but uh recently uh like a few months ago i think it was a uh, thunder rosa versus serena deep Ooh, that um, was a good match. yeah it was like ridiculously good i was really impressed with both of them um and uh yeah my memory is just shot so i'm like uh what have i watched recently i, so totally, was- I totally understand too many um, microphones always hitting my heads yeah mm-hmm so what was the th- so name the top three matches top three favorite matches that you were in uh, the, one i really like was for swo uh is during the pandemic so it was outdoors um but it was uh me zach and wally west versus um is the syndicate so that was uh general kiesel trent farrell and uh cody rose okay. um it was a lot of fun um and i think i had the fewest amount of botches I've ever had in a match. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I don't like a lot of my matches because I know exactly what I mess up and I cringe every time. Um, it's okay. It's always learning. You're always learning. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Like, like, no, you have to look at it. Look at it. <laughs> See what you did wrong. But uh, I enjoyed. Um, I had an I Quit match with Brittany Blake. Um, yeah, we had like a program going uh, for the women's title. Uh, we had a few matches. Like, we had a tag match. It was. Uh, uh, me and Leo Sweet versus her and uh, Sage Matthews. Um, Sage had new boots on that day and oh. kicked me right in the face. Oh. Left a big boot print on the side of my face. Uh, I'm just babbling now. Uh, That's another right. one. That's alright. That's okay. Um, <laughs> um, see, like, see, a lot of my cosplay wrestling matches like weren't uploaded yet, so I can't remember which ones were good. Um, yeah. hmm, I always seem to have trouble on a third one. Just, uh, just think of a match you had fun with, you know? Just had fun with, yeah. 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 Getting, like gimmicky or whatever you know what I mean? so yeah there was a uh the the match where we won the uh the tag titles at SWL. it was a, a four-way gauntlet type thing and okay. it was part of the scenes zach and i were wearing uh camp crystal lake counselor shirts and stuff and he came out with like the jason head um so- yeah so it was us versus uh commander sterling and sean rollins versus uh general kiesel and cody rose versus uh, i think i think Benny 
Dennis Slater and Tim Rush. I forget the four teams. Yeah, me and my awesome memory here. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> my memory's not that great either. Same here. But yeah, that one was a lot of fun. Um, credit character 372. What's that? I said credit character 372. <laughs> yeah, 372 and 373. They were great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, during that match, you don't see it on camera, but as I'm being pulled out of the ring, I toss my cookies like right in front of the crowd and like the whole front row was like, I'm just <laughs> on the floor like, <laughs> oh, we've seen that so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it was okay. Tough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I did have a question before. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, like, this was a while back, and um, Brian Pillman Jr. was up at um, Pro Wrestling Magic, and he took a chop from Dan Moff, and he um, sharded himself. And, oh. and like, um, so I used that question and to a guy named Dave Dahl, and he goes, never use that question ever again. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll stop. You know what I mean? And then out from nowhere, I saw JTG and Shad at Icons of Wrestling in Philly. And I'm like, so, and you hear Dave Dahl go, don't ask ask him about that question and Chad's like what's the question I'm like have you ever sharded in a match and he goes oh my gosh that's the greatest question ever <laughs> and then he starts telling the story about him and Matt Morgan in the ring and training farting like crazy down <laughs> OVW and and Alpha Nova you hear Dave Dahl go okay you can if Chad said it's okay then it's a good question so like <laughs> so when you said um, tossing your took um, cookies and all that, that that I brought that into the question too and all that but it's so fun because a lot of people have that kind of stuff happen to them and I was like yeah it's the worst moment but I remember when Brian Bellman Jr. was in the ring and you hear the fans going shit foundation or (laughs) (laughs) so it's just funny stuff came around and like I'm friends with um, True Blood and um, he was in the back and he's like oh my gosh Pillman was back there he's like oh my gosh I shit myself and he's in the back going like that and he's like so happy about it I'm like wow this is the drive home hearing this story and I'm like oh my gosh this is the first time on the road with wrestlers because I started my podcast back in 2016 17 something around there because Frankie Picard Brian's best friend <laughs> we he asked me to drive up to a show and it's like I'll introduce you to um people and i'm like oh okay cool because i'm trying to get into the whole interview and and like and like i'm meeting drew for the first time meeting um devin moore for the first time and like they're telling me stories on the ride up and all that so like it's so funny because i want to jump into a question because we don't do it that much on this do you have any cool road stories uh like just traveling on our way to and from shows. yeah like something like crazy happens because it's always happens to us all the time we have a time limit like okay we have to leave at eight o'clock or somebody overslaps. Hello, Brian. Oh, I just woke up, but you said you want to be on the road by eight o'clock. Oh, I'm sleeping. Okay, I'm gonna go get a haircut. That was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you, never mind. Okay, so go on her story. Like, do you have any road trip story then? Um, I'm not sure that I've had anything like super interesting happen on the road. Um, like I know for sure, like the the conversations on the car rides are like hilarious. Oh my but gosh! I- if you can tell one, that's great. You know what I mean? That's still a road trip story. Okay. Um, shit. <laughs> That's a great story. I love it. Uh, God, I, I'm always so tired during them that, like, you know, in the moment, I know that I'm having a great time, but <laughs> I couldn't tell you what happened. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. You don't have anything. It's, it's all right. I, I do. feel like it would be a shitty interview because, like, it's basically the answer to everything is, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> it happens. It happens. It's, it's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, I remember I had somebody on 
one and and she was telling a story and like and they ripped her because she had to go to the bathroom and she's out there near the woods and then they turned on the lights and i'm like oh, oh no. my gosh i would be so embarrassed right now or like brian like we went to applebee's and and we found out that we can say it's his birthday and they bring out cake and all that and when he she brought it out. We're like, happy birthday. And it wasn't even his day. It was great. Yeah fuck, yeah, fuck you. She's like, I had to hang out with you guys on road trips. Um, I do remember there was one show. Um, we were performing at a middle school that one of the wrestlers taught at. And I was hangry. Uh, and I kept bothering the booker. I was like, when's pizza going to get here? We were promised pizza. <laughs> Like, you know, just camming it up a little bit. But yeah, I really wanted pizza. And as soon as the pizza got there, he ran to the locker room, shoved six boxes of pizza into my arms. And he was like, here, shut the fuck up. I would have been like, fuck you too. <laughs> no, I was just like, pizza. I had a piece. It was pretty good. You know, the funny thing is, I think I can hang out with her. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't eat pizza anymore. But hey, pizza is better than a hot dog and a handshake. Like, yeah, I like, would say so. Like, yesterday somebody goes like they're ready to eat the pizza i'm like you don't want to do that and they're like and then they stop for a minute they're like no and they walk away from the pizza i'm like and i'm like yeah my doctors told me i'm not allowed to have anything anymore because i'm diabetic it's awesome yeah it's so fun i'm like and somebody it's like oh you look good for your own weight and all because i was like it's called diabetes it's a great great diet No, it's not. I know, but it's 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 my it's me making fun of my disability now. It's great. No, I get it. I a lot of people in my family are diabetic, and it's hard to keep under control because food is delicious. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I I I eat a lot of salads now. I, I don't. He's turning into a rabbit. I can see his ears popping up. Oh, <laughs> I'm ready for Easter. I, I was born on Easter. Oh, yeah. 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 Back in 79. It was Easter. April 15th. Oh, so you're the Easter rabbit. I am. Yes, I am. You're lucky I'm here. I still don't like that shark yesterday. Okay. Let's get back to another <laughs> questions here. So everybody has like, you know, when you're in the business, you see a lot of like people you look up to and, you know, people you've seen on TV, like wrestlers and stuff like that. Like, you know, I've seen Gerald Briscoe, Tito Santana, Tito Santana at show now so did you ever did you ever have a geek out moment in your car it's like oh my gosh i'm actually i'm petrified of meeting like wrestlers i look up to because i don't think i could handle like another wrestler i like turning out to be a jerk or something um or i would just yeah if i like if i met trish stratus or lita i don't like i'm sure they're lovely but i would just start bawling because they're like so important to me like as a wrestler like watching them like wrestling i can can see you as like in pokemon and like they're like yay and <laughs> you know how they yeah. get so happy and like oh sorry i just got that when they just start like anime flapping their yeah. limbs and stuff like, like oh that yes yes, yes. yeah yeah but i'd be trying not to do that so i'd just be <laughs> shaking and crying and looking like i'm having some sort of meltdown oh, um i totally understand like i like i started doing the connect four with wrestlers and doing little small interviews at shows and when i got brian kendrick to do it with me <laughs> and i'm like is it okay if i mark out on it was so funny I was like, it's okay. And he's like, go ahead. I'm like, yay. And then into the game and I totally, we started doing it. And then I totally, he asked me a question back and I'm like, totally forgot what I was doing. And he beat me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I want a rematch, Brian. Any wrestlers listen to this? That's the strategy of beating DB at Connect Four here. Don't give everything up. No, 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 because I changed everything. Now I'm beating everybody else again. But you also did the same. You also had a giga moment when we first went to uh, ESPW and you had Rhett Titus do it. Yeah, that, that was cool. Rhett is very, very, one of the coolest guys I ever met. And I've, I've been a fan watching the stuff with Kenny King and all that. But yeah, doing these Connect Fours with everybody, it's so much fun. It really is. And like, I can't wait to do more with everybody else. And I, I'm, I'm like taking a break for a couple of shows, but I'm, yeah, I hope to one day to have you on the Connect Four game. Yeah, that'd be fun. So do you have any geek out moments in life? You, you can make it go, oh, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm trying to remember if I was like ever like on a show with like somebody, like I've been on the shows with names, but I'm not sure if I ever like, you know, dazzed or anything like that. Like, yeah, I, I don't really do that. I do talk to people, but when I did the Brian Kendrick thing, I'm like, yay. And like, it was just for, <laughs> for a video, but it was cool. And I was like, I've been a fan of his for a long time. And I remember going to <laughs> Dragon Gate USA and I told him that. I was like, they had a tournament and I was like, I went there just because of Brian Kendrick was there. Because <laughs> London and Kendrick was an awesome tag team. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, yay. I met London for a second. I'm like, shook his hand and then he went back to talking to somebody. I'm like, oh, can I go? Oh, I gotta go back. I gotta, I gotta add a fourth to my top three matches. Oh, go ahead. Um, uh, London versus Kendrick. Uh, I think uh, it was on SmackDown and I think they had like a time limit and the winner would get like a shot at something or they'd win something and it was just like non-stop like face versus face like just some of the best wrestling I've ever seen yeah I, I remember that yeah it was sick yeah and like I wish I could do something that like that with Zach but like I'm I'm nowhere near in the physical shape I would need to be to keep up with him <laughs> but maybe one day everybody has a fun moment in life and I love it all you know what I mean I love I love everything everything we do is amazing so the next question is our one of our best ones we have it's called table of five Ooh, table so of five. it's gonna be you and four other people sitting at this table having conversation it can be anything wrestling pokemon anything you want drinking tea so you have to choose four other people that is part of the lgbtqia plus community there are wrestlers. Can we just add more alphabet to it? We'll make it easy. LGBTQIA. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, number one, uh, Commander Stephanie Sterling, obviously. Um, very good friend of mine and so proud of them. And, like, we, we could talk shop for hours. Um, let's see. Uh, Dark Sheik. Uh, and there it goes. There, there goes my mind going completely blank on who, how anyone in the community is in wrestling. If I could look at my Twitter page, I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I have a Twitter page for everybody. (laughs) That's how I know everybody that's in the family oh shay mccoy okay she's nice by the way i met her at ecwa uh super eight tag team uh oh, really? tournament yeah with oh. her with her partner hatfield yeah i was gonna put me and zach in that like to apply for it but then i missed the deadline i was like oh shit like, don't okay. start anything. <laughs> hey do it next year yeah for sure mm-hmm. um, why can't i remember anything today that's all right it's all good it's frustrating because i'm like, <laughs> like thinking too i'm thinking too who i put on a list like that i would put uh, i'll help her remember some people i'll put nyla rose oh hell yeah yeah put nyla in there fuck yeah so you there's so She's many hilarious. you got sunny kiss you got killing mcmurphy yeah yeah all right yeah i got i got commander sterling dark sheet nyla 
Shane McCoy and yeah, Sunny Kiss. Sunny Kiss, okay. Oh, Riley Shepard's one. Riley, oh, oh, she's I so great. Isn't she? I saw that met her in person. Like we would just, I feel like we could talk about everything. She's great. She's we had her on the podcast and she was excellent. There's also Fa. Okay. Yep. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. My gosh. We're gonna need a bigger table. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I would put Air Spiral because she's but she's on she's part of the community too. Oh, she's, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to see. I don't think I know her very well. She works over at uh, LTW. LTW, RBW. Oh. She's on GTS. Yeah, that's where I've seen her. Yep. Yeah, I'm still thinking. Oh my gosh, I'm going blank. No, I like, remember. Uh, everybody everybody on like the polyam cult circuit, like, uh, yeah, MV, FE, like everybody there. Get like a long ass, like, last supper table to just, you know, talk about wrestling and gay shit. <laughs> There's one more person. I, I don't, I'm, his name is hit my head here. He just won the AEW. Tag team t- titles with Max Caster. <clears throat> oh, uh, Anthony Bowen. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's another one too. I remember working at Amazon in Middletown, Delaware. I I kept to myself a lot, and I just screamed out crazy things like singing about tacos and burritos and stuff like that, and at work, and <laughs> and people thought I was weird. And then one day I was um doing stuff, and I'm like singing like a old like kid show, sending your pictures to Dio, Captain O, and the lady behind me, she's transgender, and she um started singing along, and I'm like, you like him too. Got to know and we became friends. It was awesome. Aww. Yeah. It's like, and I remember, like, you know, how people are assholes and shit like that. And I remember in the break room and, and people were like using the words he and all that stuff. And I'm like, she wants to be called she. Please stop that. And, mm-hmm. and I, it, it's a pet peeve of mine. I freaking hate people like that. And, or you can call her Christine, whatever name you want to do. Um, you know, I mean, whoever, you know, but it's like, it pisses me off. Like how people treat other people. Yeah. And like, you can tell when it's like an honest mistake or when it's like legit, like, uh, deliberate. Yeah. Uh, I, I use the word dude all the time, man. And all that stuff. Hey man, what's going on? Like, like it's my, my hippie world in my head. You know what I mean? And I yeah. say man and dude all the time to females, males, and it does doesn't matter to me like i'm just gonna say it because man it's an awesome word you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah i have like i have a lot of turns of phrases that like you know you don't mean them to be gendered they just are and it's, it's a habit yeah. i have a lot of linguistic habits at some point at this whole interview zone is over i'm gonna say so when you come on the 2300 wrestling podcast you become part of my family so welcome to my family and Aww. that's who i am and next question <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of times like you're in different states and they don't have doctors or stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I call this safety in the business. So do you think referees should be CPR trained or any medical background to that? Because it would help out if something does happen to somebody or somebody at ringside knowing something. Um, I stumped her. I'm, I'm trying to think of like, like I said, it wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, like I think referees in general could uh, sort of have a little more training with regard to the, uh, I guess the safety aspect versus the theatrical, like, official aspect like yeah you're you're playing a part in a ring but it's not it's not a bit part it's not an unimportant part like you're out there and you're trying to make sure that you know both parties are okay both parties are communicating um you know so that they're both safe um i think a little yeah i don't i don't know if like knowing cpr and having like you know your american heart association or red cross uh you know being a card carrier is you know a requirement for being a referee but it's all about safety 
You know what I mean? Exactly. It'd be wonderful if they did. Like I remember watching um, a wrestling match and a guy died in the ring. And yeah. you saw the referee just stand there the whole time and you see Conan and um, everybody else running to the ring, but yeah. the guy died. You know what I mean? And it sucks seeing that. Like I know yeah. Dave Keener, um, our, my co-host, and he's CPR trained. So he has a medical background to him. So, so when he's out there, he has his medical stuff near him. So if something does happen, he's there to help. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I, as a worker or even as as a spectator, like I want to make sure everybody working is safe too. So like, you know, I'd like some sort of like first responder with like that kind of medical experience or, you know, life-saving experience to, you know, be there. Uh, You know, God forbid, you know, somebody gets busted open the hard way and they won't stop bleeding or somebody, you know, does just collapse in the ring and people don't know what's wrong or whatever like someone who can recognize that stuff and you know try and respond um like and yeah it is like when when you mentioned the ref just standing there while someone is dying in the ring like that that really like upset me and freaked me out because uh i was actually recently in a match uh where my opponent got injured and we had to call it um i won't fault the ref it was his first time refing on an actual show so like i it was a little weird that you know i was the one that stopped the match and i was the one that threw up the act to get the doctor out there because like uh you know, oh, yeah nerves are, no, nerves I, are going off and everything like you don't i i don't fault the kid but like yeah. it was odd <laughs> like Jer- when jerry lawler had the heart attack at ringside and they were all in it and it was like oh my gosh that's crazy like like oh my gosh is he going to be okay is he going to be okay like you're watching this on tv and you're like holy crap is he all right it's scary and thank god somebody knows cpr and saved his life and that's why he's yeah. still here with us if you ever seen like some of the AEW and wwe matches where they get a little bloody um you mm-hmm. see you see the you see the referees put gloves on and off camera you'll see one of the opponents like like laying there gathering his breath you know second win and all that but off camera <laughs> the ref is actually like pouring down water and trying to lodge up the cuts as the camera they're off camera even though they'll they'll keep bleeding so I do see that a couple times already in the major companies so I do believe you know refs should know some sort of first aid CPR have some CPR training just in case for situations like that yeah get some kind of dipped or something at ringside like yeah and, uh, it, and it keeps you guys safe as well too in the ring you know yeah because like ugh, i luckily i've never had to deal with very much blood in the ring but like it, it's gross and it can be dangerous um like if it gets in your eyes you can't fucking see um and yeah i've i've watched those matches where like you know they they cut themselves too deep and they've got the crimson mask going and they're obviously like on the brink of losing consciousness trying to have this match <laughs> like yeah it's wild to me so I got it. This is one of my new questions. We've mm-hmm. talked, we talked to a lot of guys now from like Texas, Georgia, Virginia, Canada, quite a few people. And we say Dave. Yeah. Yeah. And like the guys from Georgia and Texas are telling us, you know, the companies down there and those states are always like working together, you know, support each other, you know, help each other out. So do you feel that, you know, more and more wrestling companies should do that, you know, collaborate with each other, help each other out, support each other rather than going with the old ways? of like you know cutthroat you know take him out kind of deal yeah the i don't i don't like the the idea of territories and encroaching on them and stuff like that i think it's a silly way to look at it 
because like it's like I can sort of see it because you know if you've got fans in a territory you're both running a show on the same night the fan can only go to one or if you're running the same show in a month and the fan only has so many dollars they can send to go to a wrestling show you know you want that but like you know it, it could be more collaborative it doesn't have to be like like companies some of them can demand loyalty where I feel like it's unwarranted it's like you you did not pay people enough to demand loyalty from them no you you do not people give you do not give people the opportunities to warrant them being loyal to you like it's a it's a weird thing to want um and also like there's there's only so many venues that you know will will actually hold a wrestling show Mm -hmm. like finding a venue is hard i've tried to help you know people do that and i'm like damn nobody wants this Um, and like if companies work together instead of being territorial, you know, we could have more than one company using a venue. That'd be nice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, it's independent. So you guys are not, you know, signed, you know, wrestlers, you don't have contracts and everything. And when people mm-hmm. act like that, it hurts not only um, the companies, but it also hurts the wrestlers because, you you know, you have to make them choose, you know, which company they can have to go to and stuff like that. And it hurts their it hurts them more than anything. Yeah. Like that, that's why, like, like I was always very wary of any school or company that would have me sign a contract that basically said anything besides you know I'll pay you and you'll train me like cause, you know I want the freedom to be like you know this is where I'm gonna wrestle this is what my gimmick gonna be like uh, you know the idea of being owned wasn't didn't sit right with me um, and yeah a lot of contracts are predatory and just you know keep you stuck somewhere um, yeah. so yeah it's weird when people are like you know they try to keep you stuck when you don't even have a contract yep. um, I'm rambling oh, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah I, I think companies could help each other out. Um, the only, the few times I've seen it happen, like in the Northeast, it was really just, you know, a handful of companies, you know, trying to pull their resources to have a show or something. And I yeah. feel like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that dire to, you know, reach across the aisle and, you know, help each other out. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you want to go to triple threat? You're a triple threat. My triple threat. So I like to bring this whole triple threat into this whole thing. So, um, <laughs> we're going to, it's a, it's a, um, single tag and special match. So I'm giving you three wrestlers to put in them spots. If you want to be having a tag, um, singles, who would you have a single match with or who would be in the falls count anywhere? Match. So mm-hmm. here's the wrestling Zach Belmont, your tag team partner, Killing McMurphy mm-hmm. or Tommy. V- so who would you be your singles? Who would you be your tag and who would count anywhere? Um, for singles, I'd go with Tommy Vett. Good one. Uh, yeah, we've had a singles match before. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'm like, I, I crossed him. He's, he's fun. He loves doing like haha plastic stuff. Like he's a good kid. I met him. Yeah, I met yeah. him down in one CW. Lot, um, tag obviously Zach Belmont. Um, and uh, falls count anywhere. You know, whatever gimmick match, Killian McMurphy. Oh, dude, Killian's awesome. Yeah, that would yeah. be that would be good. The more shenanigans, the more gimmicks you throw in there, the better. Anything with the goons is amazing. <laughs> a false count anywhere match with her and Killian that would be cool. To see, I remember meeting Killian for the first time it was at LAW and um somewhere in Delco. It was fun. I was um sitting at Mr. Wallah's table selling his merch. So that was cool because Mr. Wallah's amazing. You ever you ever um wrestle him? Uh yeah, a few times. Oh. Um in a tag matches. Uh we during the pandemic, Superfight had a uh, Toys for Top match where it was basically uh it was a triple threat. It was me, Zach Belmont, and Killian. Uh, that was one of my favorite matches too. Okay. That had it was so much fun because we had just brought a bunch of toys to the match and it was hardcore but with toys. I brought so my like strategy guide like Killian beat me over the head with it wait what did, um, what did you bring to the match a bunch of toys because we were raising money for toys for top um so 
uh, Zach brought like a Master Sword from Legend of Zelda. I brought a bunch of plushies. I brought my Daryl plushie. Um, Killian brought uh, Shadow the Hedgehog plushies. Um, the whole storyline was that, you know, Killian hates Christmas and because uh, he always wanted uh, Shadow the Hedgehog plushie and Santa didn't bring it and he was, you know, ruining the whole thing. So we came out and we're like, we're going to have a triple threat. But, you know, it's basically two on one because we're a team. But then Killian was like, well, the winner is going to get a PFI. <laughs> and that kind of, yeah. that's what made it a triple threat. So, you know, me and Zach were fighting as well. Oh, that's so um, awesome. Yeah. Because like, all I can think of right now is Killian being shooter and he's like shooter and he smacks somebody with plushie. Yep. He was smacking me with a plushie. He hit me with uh, my Dragon Age strategy guide. Uh, we had Legos. Gotta have Legos. Yes. Yes. Um, that's also how I learned that Killian uh, can't see. Uh, he normally wears glasses, but he doesn't wear contacts during his match. Yeah. So he was trying to find the Legos, but he couldn't see them. Oh, uh, that's fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, not not my best work. It was again, it was the pandemic, but like I I really enjoyed the gimmick and see, everything. See, it's all about if the fans were having fun. That's all that matters. Yeah, all yeah. That matters. Because if I saw that match, I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is great, and I'll fall <laughs> in love with it because it's awesome. I love that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, me too. David Adams here, and this is the final question for this episode of the Twenty Three Hundred Wrestling Podcast. So it's got it's called Five Questions Doom. He's gonna say you said it all wrong. Let me do it. Okay, Brian, go ahead. Say <laughs> five questions of doom, like Doctor Carl Claw. Or- Damn. Okay, you just ruined the surprise there, you jackass. Hold on a second. <laughs> all right. It is now time for the five questions of doom, and I will get you gated now. <laughs> so there are five random questions. There are going to be five random questions, non-wrestling related. They can be random at all. So here we go. What is that sound? Question number one. Sound of my memory failing me. <laughs> Favorite pizza topping? Um, if not extra cheese, then mushrooms. Ooh. Yeah, when I um was a pizza person, it was always mushrooms and then... Ooh, or bacon. I don't eat pork anymore. Oh, but if, they, heart. if somebody put turkey bacon on there, it would be great. That would be great. <laughs> I know. Oh. Question number two. Looking up in the air, where's that music coming from? <laughs> Favorite horror film? Favorite horror film? Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Yeah, it's the perfect, like, you have to have an appreciation and a knowledge of horror films for it to really be effective, because um, it's very full of, like, horror tropes, gotcha. but it's also, like, it's very funny, too. Like, it's legitimate horror, and it's funny. So, if Dave was here, Dave will go, so, I'm an actor for Bates Motel in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania, and I just started my job today and i'm scaring kids and all that so you're really being a jackass today aren't you no that's my gimmick i know <laughs> no i no seriously everybody that works at bates motel is awesome glenn mills if you ever have a chance go over to glenn mills pennsylvania check out bates motel and get scared it's they're great actors and the funny thing is they scared the cast of walking dead so that's badass oh shit yeah. <laughs> nice oh you're ready for hit the button Question number three. Sour Patch Kids or Gummy Bears? Gummy Bears. Bouncing here and everywhere. I know. So it's like a, back in the day, like eight, I think the 80s, 90s, there was a cartoon called Gummy Bears. So I, that's why I said that. I think she might know that. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it was awesome. I love Gummy Bears. I have no memory of it, but I know it existed. Yes. And I think it is on Disney Plus if anybody wants to watch it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, I'm hearing something in the background. Oh, what's that? Oh. <laughs> Question number four. Dude, this this director is one of the 
one of the best out there. Favorite Steven Spielberg film? Hmm, I have to remember what he's directed now. The Jurassic Park. Can I like? Can I look up his? <laughs> Yes, you can uh, look it up. Yes, you can. I'm yes, going to look it up. You can go to IMDb to look it up. It's okay. Yeah, I have to. Like I said, zero memory. Oh, it's all right. He did land before time. He did. Yes. I love dinosaurs. Spielberg. The only thing that like came to mind when you said Steven Spielberg was Tiny Toons, but I don't think they had a movie. <laughs> We're tiny. We're toony. We're all a little loony. <laughs> I'm keeping that. Like, oh, I forgot he did Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Back to the Future? He did that? Oh, shit. Oh, it might be Back to the Future. Okay. Okay. Hang which, on. Which, uh, which part? What do you mean, Shrek? Are you, is this lying to me? What? What's that? Now I need to look up him. We're doing this. Steven Spielberg did. Oh, he did the Blues Brothers. And who framed Roger Rabbit? You've got to be lying to me. Why would I lie to you? <laughs> no, I'm talking to IMDb. The internet's lying to me. Wait. Okay. Yeah, this is why I'm confused. Steven Spielberg was probably like the producer, not the director. Yeah. He could have been producer, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I thought Robert Zemeckis was the Back to the Future guy. Yeah, but I bet, yeah. No, now you're now you're making me look it up now. Yeah, we're looking it up too. Steven Spielberg. But it, it is a film. It is a film too. Dur- Put yes. money into it. So as director, let's see here. Ooh, Ready Player One. Ready Work Player One. What's West that Side story? story? Post Lincoln. Oh yeah, I love Lincoln. I love Dan- Daniel Day Lewis. War of the Worlds. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Catch me if you can. Minority Report. He did quite a lot here. Jaws. Saving Private Ryan. Jurassic Park. Yeah, so he did all of the uh, Indiana Jones movies. He did Hook. Hook is one of my favorites. Rufy. Oh! I might have to go with uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, Indiana Jones is amazing. I think Last Crusade was my favorite. And then you got Jaws. And he's so famous. (laughs) Wait a second. Wait, I do own all these movies. Oh, wait. Oh. Oh, yeah, there's more. Oh, yes. This is the last one. Favorite number five. <laughs> I'll get I'll you get catch it. Yeah. Favorite live Disney movie. Live Disney movie? Yeah, it could be anything that's like live people in it. You know what I mean? Could be like, oh. That's live action. Parent, parent trap and stuff like that. Whatever. All right, back to IMDb. I love this. Live action Disney movie. Internet, you are fucking up today. <laughs> I'm looking immediately. It just brings up cartoons. I'm like, no, you're wrong. So there's like Mary Poppins, Ben Noms and Broomsticks. Ooh. Parent Trap. Yeah. Uh, game Plan. Yes. The, the game- Miracle. Yes. Oh, Miracle. Yes. The Invincible. Now all the Marvel stuff. Um, no, we're not counting Marvel. Oh. Um, you do oh, have Al- you do have Aladdin. You do have um. Hold on. She got. Does the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie count? Because it's got live action in it. I mean, it's it's live action with CG. Yeah, because it's like, like I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and it's basically like a spiritual successor to it. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, because yeah, they're they're live action with some CGI. That's all it yeah. is. Well, we'll accept. Yeah. It. yeah. So Chippendale so is I will a- be here all day while I'm just like surfing the internet. <laughs> yeah. After after everything's over, like man, all these movies are coming to my head now. <laughs> Chipping down, rescue range. Chipping down. I would love to see Duck One Duck. That'd be cool. All right. So, for all of our listeners, where can they find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Katie underscore V. It's at B A T I E underscore V is in Victor. Um, uh, I have a Twitch channel that I have not been on in a year, but as soon as I get a new laptop, I'll be back on that. Uh, it's the uh, same thing at Katie underscore V on the Twitch. Um, I live stream 
playing a lot of Switch games. Uh, we'll have like story time with like games with narratives and stuff like that. Um, I have a Teespring. I think I think it's called smells like Kim Spirit. I forget. <laughs> no yeah, one ever no. buys. I did too, and so weird. No one buys it either. Except me. My tag partner bought my merch. Oh, I cried. That's so awesome. Oh. Uh, I think that's really all I do online anymore. <laughs> oh, as Dave would say, you know, once you come on the show, you're part of family. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. So, oh, oh, oh. So, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Thank you. Aww. And we're going to hit our uh, ending here. Yeah, we'll hit our ending. Yeah, not that button. Not that one. That one. No, no, not that one. The other one. Yeah, that one. No, the other Ladies one. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And this has been the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I'm Dave Keener alongside D.B. Richards. And we'll see you in the ring. See, Dave did come on to the show. <laughs> And we want to thank Kimberly Spear for being on today's episode. Thanks for having me. Welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Hi. Hello. Is it this? Is it this one? I talking to this one? Okay. All right. I'm Kimberly Spear, and you are listening to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, are you looking to become a professional wrestler? Well, right now, the Workhorse Wrestling Club is accepting new students in Felton, Delaware. If you're interested, call Sean at 410-829-1114. Hey, this is D.B. Richards. And this is B. Schweik. Hey, we got some ads. Yes, we do. We have Twisted Shamrock Studios and Spa is not your typical spa. Take a journey back in time with all your favorite nostalgia from the 1920s to the early 2000s. The staff will provide you with healing therapeutic services with a high-end feel. Mention this podcast and receive 10% off of your first service. Book with Twisted Shamrock Studios and Spa today, where recovery, relaxation, and love of all decades past never go out of style. So where can you find them? You can find them at 6 Wilmington West Chester Pike in Chad's 4 PA 19317 and you can call them at 484-574-8868. Hey Brian, hey, I want to go now. 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Let's go. Sam Alfalzi here and Zach Ravix. Super Crazy Wrestling, Super Crazy Arena, Skid Row Academy. We are indeed the best facility in New Jersey. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Probably no in the world. Extremely top three, I would say. We have very terrific trainers. Actually, they all come from uh, the Ring of Honor Dojo, so yeah. you already know you're... So they're going to be great, and they're definitely great. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're going to experience some, you know, pretty elite stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're all about intensity here. You know, uh, we're, we're always here to help. We're, we're always reach one, teach one. That, that's our main thing. You know, I feel like if you're a person that really feels like wrestling is your dream and that's what you want to accomplish, this is the best school to come to. Or burn. Or, or burn. Okay. Oh, what Brack said. So, uh, once again, you know, best school probably in the world. Definitely in Jersey. You can find it. You can find it on Facebook. Uh, Super Crazy Wrestling and Scare Row Academy. And Instagram, Super Crazy Wrestling, Scare Row Academy. So you can contact Melissa Pena or Odog. And he'll come find you if you don't find him. Or I will. Or, or Brax will. You won't burn. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is David Kinner from the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, letting you know about photographer, camera, editor, and designer extraordinaire Brian Schweiker. Please give him a call at 856-254-7546 for any of your photography needs. You can also reach him at bschweiker13 at gmail.com, Facebook, and everything else is there as well. Get him for all your party, wrestling, movies, whatever you want to do. That's Brian Schweiker. Check him out. Yeah!